Hi, my name is Paul Oakley Stovall, and you are listening to Brothers on Tennis. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we've got a good one today for you. We are going to be interviewing, excuse me, just someone that we know, someone that is a part of the Brothers on Tennis family. We are so excited to chop it up with him. He is someone that is very, very knowledgeable of the tennis game. It just has an awesome background that we are so, so ready to chat it up about and and, and share with you all out there. And uh, Bryce, I know that you and my brother Paul have been chatting it up a good bit since we've actually started this podcast. And so, you know, tell us a little bit about uh, our, 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 our guest today. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, listeners, you know, from time to time, we like to bring, you know, our listeners and our followers up on the show introduce them to you, allow you to hear another voice other than me and Isaac sitting here and running our mouths all the time. But you've probably heard us mention this guy by name uh, when we've done some of our IG live shows because he's typically peppering us up on the chat (laughs) with comments that (laughs) kind of keep us on on our toes. But uh, very excited to bring to you today one of our followers who, like Isaac said, uh, is very impressive about his knowledge of the game, history of the game. We get a chance to learn how much he knows about the game. And also, we get an opportunity to learn a little bit about his life outside of tennis. Um, he just also happens to be a very accomplished actor, writer, director, uh, probably most recently known as playing the character of George Washington in the wildly popular production of Hamilton that is touring uh, the nation. So um, before we bring him on, I do want to mention probably the most important thing that he actually does that you probably are not aware of. He serves as my personal binge television consultant (laughs) and, and... is performing miraculously in that position. (laughs) So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But with that, we'd like to bring up Mr. Paul Stovall. Paul, welcome to Brothers on Tennis. Thank you so much for having me, (laughs) letting me crash the family picnic. I am am that second cousin once removed. I don't have proof that I'm a relative, but you know, y'all let me in anyway, so you know how it goes. I appreciate it. Oh, that's all good, Paul. We are happy to have you, my brother. It is so good to talk with you and just looking forward to just getting into some of your background and, of course, talking this wonderful game of ours called tennis, man. So talk to us, man. Talk. How did you, first of all, come across Brothers on Tennis? How did, how did our name get introduced to you? You know, I think it's just, and usually I'm not too thrilled about this, but I think in this case, the algorithm of social media and the internet did Mm -hmm. me a solid. I'm always talking about tennis, always watching tennis, always posting things about tennis. And you guys popped up on my IG as if I already had known you. And it and I said, whoa, (laughs) I said, whoa, who is who is this? What is this? Who is this? What is this? And I I clicked on it on one of your live uh I would I'll call them podcasts. And um I was hooked. I was hooked. So then I put it on my notifications and every time you popped up, uh there I was. (laughs) <laughs> then I got up the nerve to say a little something here and there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said in the intro, I mean, we'll be sitting here recording an IG live, and one of your comments will come across the chat, and and Isaac and I will look at each other, <laughs> and we'll like hold back, laughing on right. whatever it is that you just said. And we're like, is he trying to throw us off? <laughs> just trying to make my presence known. Just trying to make sure you know I'm listening. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to tell you what. What comes through, even when people are joking, is really their knowledge. Yes. You, you yes. can't joke about stuff that you don't know about. That's right. And um, one of the things that even, Paul, you and I have not really talked a whole lot about yet is we wanted to learn about your background in tennis. Like, how did you get introduced to tennis? Were you just a spectator? When did you start playing? You know, give us that history. Yeah, I was a, I was an athlete. In, in school and uh, my grade school, we, we weren't in the hood per se, but we weren't in the wealthy white suburbs that had you know the golf team and the tennis team kind of thing. So the summer, the summer league, the summer sort of park district 
thing where my, you know, where parents want to keep their kids busy, uh, there was tennis. And I was one of those kids that said, sign me up for everything. So I had, you know, golf at 8 a.m., you know, uh, soccer at 10 a.m. And then tennis with this lady who lived down the street. Apparently she was a former tennis pro and she wore the, the you know, Wimbledon whites outfit when she coached the kids. So that made her look real to us. <laughs> and, and, you know, looking back, I'm sure she was a very, you know, Chris Everett type consistency type player. And that's what she taught discipline and consistency. And, you know, there was about 10 of us that started. I was about 11 years old. And on the second day, there was only two of us, me and her son, who was very good, too. It was just in his blood to play. And she, since I stuck with it, she stuck with it. And I ended up kind of getting private lessons that whole summer. Wow. And then, you know, there was semi-private. She, But she, you know, after I got to a certain level, she let her son Robbie kind of, she would just let us hit. So I accelerated faster because y'all know this, you play better when you have to hit up. Right. right. Yeah. Right. You know, when he, you know, he's coming at me with lobs and he, he you know, consistent a consistent ball so at a very young age 11 12 13 when my mind was still developing i realized how much tennis could help me as a person so i was hooked from then on and then you know you only had three or four channels on the tv back then so if there was a big tennis tournament on i'd take over the house and but my, <laughs> my, but, but my dad was an athlete my mom was a uh, semi-athlete so you know they they were into it they were into it Nice. So, so tell us about your game. What? Yeah. How is your game? Are you a Sir, net player? Um, yeah. yeah. You got big serve. You know, <laughs> consistent ground strokes. Uh, I am six five, and I have over the years. Before I became six five, I was ground strokes, ground strokes, because that's what Miss Jeffries taught me. As I got bigger and my arms got longer, and I became more like a rubber band, and I saw that <laughs> how I could get that first serve in. Right. Uh, I had a few people telling me, why are you hanging back on the baseline? Right. Why are you hitting that backhand with two hands? <laughs> oh, nice. wow. But you know, also when you're younger, if your forearm isn't strong enough, the one-handed backhand, you might hit one now and then, but it can be very frustrating to a teenager and you just want to give up. So it, I stuck with the two-handed for a while. Now I'm a serve and volley one-handed backhand. Nice. Okay, nice. Federer. I, we, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. We, Fair though. Right. That's I mean, nice, the technology man. technology me, uh, prevents me from coming in on every ball, but I am like a Federer transition game. I, I'm always looking to come in. Nice. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how, how much are you playing these days, man? I mean, do you do, are you getting out there and, try, you know, are you getting some singles in? Are you playing doubles? Mm -hmm. I am so lucky. No doubles, but I uh, on Hamilton before we before we shut down on the because of COVID, our tour was in Florida, and I stumbled onto uh, can't think of the name of the country club, but we we were playing in Naples and Fort Myers, and there's a country Audubon or something. This country club right in between, and this man had come to see the show, and then was, we were talking afterwards, and I mentioned something, and it was Carlos Huerta from Ecuador who. I think his highest ranking was 49 he made it to as a pro. And now he's a teaching pro at this country club. He said, oh, come over, you know, I'll, I'll, hit, I'll hit the ball with you. I right. didn't know what level I was going to hit. He let me hit three times a week. And then when, I, when the tour, as the tour moved to different parts of Florida, he introduced me to John Everett, who introduced oh. me to Adrian Arroyave, who's the pro at Everett Academy. So I was hitting there three times a week. Wow. So, I, I, again, I leveled up because I was sort of a casual just hitting, but then, you know, I'd look over and there's Matteo Veratini on the next court. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And Adrian would be like, Matteo, Matteo, come here, come here, hit the ball with him. He's George Washington. Matteo was like, who, who is that? I thought George Washington was dead. Right? <laughs> so I hit with him and Alia Tamjanovic and uh, Vika, uh, whoever we would see hanging around, Adrian at the end of my lesson would say, come on, we're going to just hit a few balls with them so, uh, so what is that experience like how was it receiving the balls coming off of a Berrettini or a Vika right. or yeah uh, they, they were taking it easy on me but it's the it's the spin and the heaviness of the ball even when they take it easy 
there's a heaviness to the ball. You know, I always used to say, uh, how is Lindsey Davenport even winning a set off anybody? <laughs> but it's that, it's that clean ball that we can't see that on TV. When when the when you guys are commentating or other sportscasters are commentating and you say, that's a clean ball. Right. right. They, their level of clean, even uh, on their echelon, even someone who might not hit as clean is such a clean ball. And I think Lindsey probably hit one of the cleanest balls and I think she hit the center of her racket. Her percentage, if there was some way to find it, would be very high. So just the way the ball came off the racket and it's coming at you before you even, you know, it's it's coming over the net before you figured out what they're doing. But And that's even when they're taking it easy and that's their timing. Right. right. But that's what I noticed. And I noticed that the ball felt heavy. I felt like I couldn't get my racket back in time to prepare, even though it didn't look like they were hitting it that hard. So that's what I noticed the most. It was heavy and uh, spinning much more than what I was used to. You know what's interesting about that? I, I was listening to an interview one time with Francis Tiafo. Yeah. And he was mentioning the very first time he hit with Serena. Now, Tiafo's a pro himself. Right. Mm -hmm. And he said the first time he hit with Serena, he felt he never felt like he had hit that late consistently with mm -hmm. somebody you know, in his life. Like, every time he looked up, the ball was back on, you know? <laughs> right. um, I believe and that. I, I think the mechanics of that is not just in how clean and how centered you hit the ball, but, you know, if you watch Serena and don't watch the ball, she is finishing that stroke every time. And I think there's something about complete, you know, not feeling proud of yourself that you made good contact. She finishes the stroke, and I think there's just some more action on that ball. She believes and understands the mechanics of, you know, her backhand when she hits it, it looks like she's about to punch herself in the face. She comes all <laughs> the way through. And I think that makes that ball move. And when it hits the uh -huh. court, it jumps. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's all in that, you know. It's I, all there. Yeah. You see that in all the greats as well. When you look at Federer and you see him kind of hit his backhand, how far he's extending that arm. Yeah. It's amazing, man. So, yeah, you're exactly right. I think that little extra follow-through can add so much more kind of pace and push on that right. ball. It's so amazing, man. And it's like a faith, it's like a faith thing because you can't see that. You got to believe in your coach when they tell you, finish, finish that stroke, finish it. Come up over your shoulder you, when you just want to be like, but I just hit, I'm, I'm, I'm watching my shot. Don't even say <laughs> right. I know, right? I'm styling out. I'm styling out. <laughs> I'm going to see it. Right. Okay. And, so, and so, Paul, talk to us just in regards to, as you were kind of learning tennis and you were, you know, kind of playing with, you know, this, I, I forget the, um, the, 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 the kid's name that you were playing with. Robbie Jeffries, yeah. Yeah. D did, you, did you go through any type of a junior circuit or did you play like in high school or, I mean, did, did you do any of that or did you even consider potential, you know, being a, prof a, t a potential professional tennis player? I never considered that, but because I had hit with, like, Mrs. Jeffries was also a de facto scout. Mm. And because I had hit with her and her son was the same year as me in school, and the, the kid next door was this kind of McEnroe lefty who, who was kind of chubby, but he could still mess with your head. Right. You know, he, he had good touch. So when it, in high school, I got recruited to be on the doubles team because we were kind of a ghetto tennis team. The, the program was there. <laughs> the program was there. We played. And there was an exchange student from Germany who wasn't, hadn't come up through the ranks, so they weren't going to let him play singles, even though he should have been playing first singles. So they said, Paul, you play doubles with him. Man, I just stood there. He, he you know, he didn't need me. <laughs> so I, did, <laughs> I did play doubles but and we did win but i should say he won and i uh but i learned a lot from watching him <laughs> hey sometimes to be like that exactly yeah, you learn, you, i learned a lot about a second serve you know he was european and his second serve was just his motion everything was just like the first except for that wrist snap and that's something when you're younger you pushing that second serve man Right, right, right. That's true. You put right. it up, in, you know, you Elena Dementieva with that second serve. <laughs> <laughs> Elena Dementieva said, "I got me a gold medal, though." Right, so get off me. <laughs> hey, she so did. <laughs> she so broke serving all, right? So, I mean, and, you know, listen. 
she had to me the gold medal i'm sure that's her claim that's her thing but to me it was a match that she lost and that was wimbledon against serena when she said you know what i'm not letting this second serve be my downfall and she just started going for it and that was an incredible match you know serena was supposed to win serena did win but i loved because see everything else in her game opened up once she just let loose and hit that second serve that's right. true. Because the rest, you know, she looked like a grass court player. You're like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, she, she's someone we always talk about when we have that conversation of kind of like greatest players to never have won a major. Correct. Uh, we we always throw Dementia Ava in there yeah. As yeah. on that. Yeah, because um, her game was amazing. I mean, right. as, like I said, take away the serve, yeah. her ground strokes, yeah, everything about her game was was really spot on. She was always in great condition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dimitri Ava was my girl. I, right. I, I so was balanced. I, so so yeah. balanced. Yes. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, she could move across that. She took your time away from you, her lateral movement, just okay. solid and grounded. And um, that backhand down the line was killer. And she was tough. <laughs> and she was tough, you know? She was, well, since we're talking about players a little bit, I do want to ask you this question. So when you were coming up, you know, everybody has kind of their tennis idols, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, who were the players that you followed? Give us a couple of the guys and a couple of the women. Uh, and then after that, who are the ones that you follow today? Who are, who are the ones you really root for? Uh, back in the day, it was Pete and Andre because that, that rivalry and that fire and ice was just so fun to watch. I felt like one day I want to play like Pete. Everybody's teaching us to play like Andre because Pete's particular skills are difficult for younger people to emulate, but he was such a superhero out there. Uh, of course, Malavia, just because, well, we know why. Right. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always betting on black. And I was yes, kind of, you know, Malavia, I was like, what's, what's going on in your head? I wonder, that was, that was when I first got old enough to think, oh, I wonder what's going on behind the scenes in tennis. Why can't he excel? Sh like Shonda Rubin. Come on, Shonda. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I will say with, with Shonda, injuries, I think, really played a yeah. part yeah. in her. Yeah. But, but Malavia, I kind of agree with you definitely much more on that one. Well, and Where's... I think it goes to the mindset and the style. Because Malavia was just kind of laid back, and he was mm -hmm. chill. Mm -hmm. you, you didn't really see that fire or fight you, like you would see in like again like a Serena or something. They came out there like, "Look, y'all gonna get out our way." <laughs> right, <laughs> right. In fact, I don't even see you, so you don't even have to get out of my way. Because <laughs> when I look ahead, I don't see anything but the trophy. Right, right. exactly. Uh, Very. Well once said. in a while, I see Venus, but I'm gonna knock her out of the way too. <laughs> No, Venus got hers though. Venus got hers quick because Venus saw what was coming. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. Like, Let me go and get up on her real quick. <laughs> look, Venus got hers quick. She said, "Look, Lemme. I don't even need ten. I'm gonna get seven, and I'm good." <laughs> and now I'm gonna sell my fashion line for the next twenty years. Right. <laughs> Set it up. Get right. Set it up. <laughs> so, so who were the women that you followed coming up? Uh, coming up, it was Zena. Mm -hmm. All right, I, yeah. I really, even more so than Zena, I like Lori McNeil's game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lori she had, had ice in her veins, and to this day, I can't figure out why she didn't win more because she clearly wanted it. She was a jock. She understood the math and the angles of the court. You know, sometimes you're in an era though where there's Steffi Graf and Martina and mm -hmm. Monica, and it's just, you know, you you yeah. came up in a place where you're not gonna get yours. You know. Right. Right. So, but Lori, Lori McNeil was a real jock. I liked the way she walked around the court. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Steffi, I really enjoyed. Uh, and, and Monica, because I like people who are mean. Yeah, Monica was mean. You yeah. I, felt, I felt she was, at least she was mean to the ball, and she was dismissive right. of the other player. She didn't really even think about the other player. Exactly. And so, was... it was, so maybe not mean, but she was dismissive. Right, right. <laughs> so who are those players for you in today's game that you root for? Mm, I mean, obviously, you know, I want Reed to get 24, but I'm one of those people that's like, if she's good with the truth, which is Margaret Court ain't got but 13 slams anyway. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> that if Serena can, you know, handle that, his, she already has done it, but I think she wants Olympia to see her get one so what i would love 
that's another topic. Okay, so Serena, I still watch Venus. The queen is the queen. It's the queen, right. you know, Wakanda forever. If she wants to play, I'm rooting for Venus. Right. Uh, uh, you now, you know I like Matteo Berrettini, but I wish somebody would threaten him or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, threaten I... his family or something. Make him care. <laughs> you know, like, something. What do you love? Okay, I'm going to take it away from you unless you play hard. Because um, with that serve and that forehand and that you know, come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I uh, he just mm. <laughs> get rid of your dad. Right. <laughs> get rid of your dad. Your mom is sitting up there quiet. You know, I think she was a volleyball player or something, right? She's a Russian. Oh, okay. She was something. She was yeah, something. She was something. Olympian something. Olga something. Anyway, she looked like she actually is the she should be like the aura scene in his life. Right. right. You know, it's that pressure that his dad, yeah. I feel like she would sit there and be like, it's good. Let, let me be the meditative one. You go out there and be cold-blooded. Because he's not cold-blooded. No. Slipping and sliding out your shoes. This ain't figure skating. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Put your shoes on. <laughs> like, it's just too much. It's too much. Just too much. Going on. Too much going on. Too much going on. So who's uh, who's your guy out of the big three? Everybody's got yeah. Who's, who's, who's they one. one? Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, wow. Um, it's not Djokovic. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be clear. Let's be clear. Uh, although, although I'll get back to Djokovic. It and you know Federer came first in the timeline and so I was just like wow what a champion and by that time I was hitting a one-handed backhand so Federer to me has that grace and agility and timing on the ball and versatility but ain't nobody like the bull Rafa when he if Rafa loses it's something is wrong but he'll never say what it is you know so I I like you know I like ah Roger Roger (laughs) <laughs> Roger. I like Roger. that. That is awesome. Roger. Because you know, the, the head to head is 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 you know, that's misleading because Rafa wasn't getting to those grass and hardcore finals. So Roger couldn't beat him more. And Roger was getting to those clay court finals because he's that versatile. Right. right. Just couldn't get over that hump. So I, to me it's Roger. But okay. See, now let's talk about Djokovic, though. As much as I feel some type of way about it. Mr., you know, uh, Koronovic, I Koronovic, like, <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to steal that one from you. <laughs> he's going, but I feel like he's a rubber band, and he's going. If he can, if he can get there before Medvedev figures out that Medvedev is actually better than him, because Medvedev hasn't figured that out yet. But if he can get there, I think he might overtake them you know we'll see we'll see how people train in the off season because Djokovic always comes in hard at the Aussie Open right he does yeah. right and you know he's trying to get that whole uh I, he I, wants I, it he wants, he wants it right he wants that, that gold he wants to get the sweep I yeah. think he's gonna go for the sweep next year the golden yeah. slam yeah. And, he's, yeah. and he's so mad because instead of uh what is it 20 19 17 right now mm-hmm or does Rafa have 20? Rafa has no, 20. 2017. 20, 20, yeah. yeah. I mean, Djokovic knows that if he would have done what he's supposed to do and took care of Bust to Move and stopped hitting assaulting lines, people, <laughs> then it would have been 18, 19, 20 going into the French. And then there's a little uh, a score pressure on Rafa. Right, 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 right. And then there's a little, he's also coming into the French with a win. With two, because he took the Australian Open, right? Yep. Yep. But but you know what, Paul? To me, that's the story of Djokovic. He's always doing something that's distracting yep. from what he can do on the court. Yep. Self-sabotaging. Self-sabotaging. That's, that's that. it. That's it right there, man. Yeah. So crazy. Um, um, I hate to admit it, but I'm also kind of getting into Rublev. Oh, no, no, no. Don't, hey, don't be shamed. That's why. Well, no, do. because he doesn't play don't my type of game, but I watch him now and I say, see, Paul, I just like it when someone is dismissive of the other <laughs> thing. I'm here, to, I'm here to win. I don't care nothing about you. I'm doing what I'm doing, and my forehand down the line is going to end this. 
right? <laughs> right. I'm telling you, man, do not sleep on Ruth Live, y'all. Yeah, Dude, he's he's uh on the today, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes yeah. Rafa will step up and say, "Let me just remind you of something." If yeah. I'm on this court, I'm on. The... Did you see Rafa stepped in on the second serve? Yes, I did. I was like, "Whoa, Rafa's like, I'm not here to just hang out." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a beautiful thing to see. Rafa took, he really took it to him. Oh, that is hilarious. Sure. Well, well, Paul, let's take a, a, a quick break from tennis. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about the other side of your life. Yes. Your, 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 the rest of your background. Um, obviously, you have a very interesting uh, background. And I'm just going to open it up and, and let you run with it. Well, as you mentioned, I, I played George Washington in, in the first national tour of Hamilton, and uh, theater and music has been a big part of my life. And now because of Hamilton, I have a production company, and I'm able to create short films and venture out into other things. And I've had a career in politics, working as a media logistics coordinator for the Obamas and then for Bernie Sanders and Hillary, all any any of the big players in the Democratic Party, but it was the Obamas for the first seven and a half years. And I will say, I know you want me to stray away from tennis, but I was better at those things, especially being on stage in a big time, high pressure musical because of tennis, which mm -hmm. is unlike any other sport. You have to depend only on yourself. You play the ball, not the other person. Mm -hmm. it, there is no shot clock. So you ain't like, I did good. And I'm gonna just wait this out until I win. You have to play to the last point. Mm -hmm. And it's the same when perform and in tennis, it's your practice. You, 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 we can all tell who practices hard and who doesn't. That's right. Right. That's right. Because under pressure, your, your strokes fall apart. Or under pressure, you fall apart. And it's mm -hmm. the same in theater. If you're not rehearsing and practicing and, and working on your vocals and doing that, then when it comes time for the show and the big note, who the first one is going to forget their lines? Who's the first one who's going to miss that note? Mm -hmm. That's right. So there's a real correlation between the two things. And um, I use one to help the other. I, you know, I, I feed both back and forth. That's amazing, yeah. just that combination of athletics politics mm -hmm. and the and arts, arts right? right i mean <laughs> you know when you, when you talk well-rounded i mean you can't get much more well-rounded uh than that right. um so how else has one of those disciplines helped the other maybe you know between the three well i'll tell you this this it may not be a help that comes from the physical activity of doing it but boy have i found out that there's some closeted tennis players all over the world in different disciplines <laughs> Like, nice. people love this game. If you don't have the time, it's hard to keep up with it on the pace that you two do because you've made mm -hmm. it a part of your lives and careers. Right. Yep. But everybody from all walks of my life, I was, look, I have a dude in Hamilton with me who had never picked up a racket in his life. Now he called me every day. We playing today? See? <laughs> See? Nice. He's addicted. You He's a dick. Introduced, yeah, I yeah. Like that, people, brother. people love to be introduced to this game, and um, so it has enhanced. Uh, it has enhanced my friend circle. That's one way it has. They've all affected each other. Uh, I have found a a way in to, to make a connection, especially in politics, because inevitably something comes up, and they're like, "Oh, you Martina Navratilova, huh? Oh, you, oh, <laughs> like, like, you know, they'll make a reference." And then before you know it, we chopping it up all night over a particular match even, or or who's who's the next one who's going to step up and win a Grand Slam. So tennis opens a lot of doors. Absolutely. To meet so, people. Tell me this. Did the Obamas play tennis, or did you ever have a, an opportunity to chat chat tennis with them specifically? Oh, yeah. Now, oh, now, Mr., now. now Mr. Obama, now you'll notice, because I work for them, I'll... I, just still, I, I feel like somebody gonna come up behind me if I try to say them by their first names. <laughs> like even to this day, to this day, I can I'll be by myself and I'll be like Mrs. Obama, uh, you know. So, <laughs> That's so right. That's Mr. Right. Obama, uh, President Obama, uh, he's he's definitely basketball and golf. Okay, okay. and right. surfing. So it's not his thing. In fact, there was a rumor that uh, the tennis courts at the White House, he had them 
kind of paved over and turned into basketball courts, and she was not too happy about that. Now, <laughs> Mrs. O, she plays, and uh, the oldest daughter, Malia, plays. Oh, okay. and and she plays. So I didn't know how well she played. And then on one trip, I was uh, I was sent on. Uh, she was finishing camp or some summer camp that she was at or something. And uh, I had to go arrange everything for the on the last day of camp. And Mrs. O was going to come on the last day and just kind of see how it was. And she got her out there on the tennis court. And I watched Malia smacking some backhands. What? And Mrs. O was standing out there like Oracine. <laughs> there was no, there was no goof, there was no like goofing around. Like, oh, did you have fun this summer? She was like, step in, step in. <laughs> it was great. Right, let's get it. You gonna be out there doing it? Right? I, I was like at a distance because I was supposed, to, you know, I was waiting and preparing when they were ready to leave to have everything ready to go. Or I think I was actually helping get uh, Malia's uh, uh, bags and suitcases out of her dorm room to load them up. But I kept watching the court, and then when I was done, I was just watching from a distance, and they were getting, they were getting at it. What? Malia was like, "But this is my last day. I'm trying to say bye to my friends," and she's like, "I'm trying to see where my money got spent." Hit this <laughs> It was great, but I think, but I think Mrs. O has an innate understanding of this game will make you a better, well-rounded person. That's right. That's right. That is an awesome story, right? You know, I am love that story. People only on Brothers on Tennis. You gonna right. get this? You well, because here's this. the thing, guys. Too, I don't know how much or how little Malia loved the game or what she was doing. Okay. But it was clear that her mother understood. You know, I'm not trying to make you a professional tennis player. I'm not trying to make you do whatever. But there's something I know that you may not really understand right now, because I know that Mrs. O plays. And so she was determined to, at the very least, get that hand-eye coordination, get her to have that feeling of success when you make that. You y'all know when you when you hit yeah. that ball, mm -hmm. the way you meant to hit it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like the dude, the dude in Hamilton, and he's become like my best friend. You know, he didn't, he didn't, had never played before. And now, boy, when he hits a sweet spot or when he gets a ball past me or something, he gets all happy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. you know, the, that first, the, first, the first time he sort of came over the ball and really understood. Oh, oh I see. Uh -huh. Now he's older, so he's, he's learning faster, like a matrix, you know. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. But yeah, I just think it was a beautiful moment of parenting more than anything. Wow. And Paul, have they ever been to one of the tournaments? Have they been to the U.S. Open, or has Michelle ever attended a Grand like Slam event? Like a DC event? tournament, yeah, or a DC yeah. tournament. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, two times I was with Mrs. O. Uh, once was at the 2010 U.S. Open, and she was in the Kids Day uh, event. I'll try to. There's a picture of me bending down, trying to stay out of the shot where I'm right in front of her. But she she made a speech at Kids Day on two, in 2010. That's like when I met Sloan and Madison for the first time and all of them, they were like 18, 19 years old. I met Jack Sock, I met all of them. Uh, Cause you know, you gotta get them in line. Half of them didn't know what was going on. We were trying to keep a secret. Um, so we did that event uh, and then she, I think she watched, uh, she came back later in the week to watch a match from a, in a suite. Uh, we hung out with Mary Jo and Billie Jean in the suite. Nice. And then, um, and then she went to the Olympics at Wimbledon, and watched Serena whoop up on Yelena Yankovic. <laughs> so you know that was a short trip because that match was about fifteen minutes. <laughs> that was a bagel and a breadstick for those yeah, who may not remember. Remember yeah, right? You better, you better remind them. That was some strawberries and some cream. That was it. She knocked her. It wasn't even. Woof. Yeah, it was quick. <laughs> I mean that was Serena in 2012. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She was. She was doing it. You That's know. Right. That's right. Purple headband. Purple wristbands. That's right. You know, cinched at the waist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was over. So, Paul, oh, we're gonna we're gonna go to the next section, which is one of our favorite sections to do with guests, and it's what we call our rapid fire. Okay. And, and what's gonna happen <laughs> is. Isaac and I are gonna take turns mm -hmm. and we're gonna give you a name. It can okay. be, it'll be someone from tennis, it could be a player, it could be a coach, mm -hmm. it could be a commentator. 
and we just want you what is your gut reaction what are your thoughts it can be about anything their game right. personality anything one, one word or just make my response no no we'll, we'll, yeah. we we may even engage you in the conversation okay okay, okay, uh, okay so okay. yeah feel free to take it wherever you want to take it so okay, Isaac, I'll, I'll let you go first all right so Paul, I'm going to start off with a player. Um, she was very, very active uh, recently, not only social justice, but at that U.S. Open. What are your thoughts about Miss Naomi Osaka? I call her Black Mamba. Mm. Oh, yes. Come on now. Mm -hmm. on now. She is, the older she gets, like she wanted to emulate Serena's game. You can see that. But now she's coming into that I will not lose. I will make adjustments as the game goes on. I won't step onto the court unless I know I'm going to win this match. I think she will win upwards of 10 Grand Slams. Yes. And you know what's interesting, Paul? I've, I've stated this on a couple of other shows. I don't know why I feel this way, but I feel like 2021, hmm. Osaka is going to clown. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I think she's going to win multiple Grand Slams this upcoming year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I see it. And I'm all about it. <laughs> right. Right. How about you, brother? All right. So everybody has a very interesting opinion about this guy. And I'm very interested in hearing what yours is. And what do you think about Mr. Nicholas Curios? Red, red wine. <laughs> um, I think uh, he would do us all well to go hang out with Bernie Tomic and chill. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's a shame, and it's a shame. I don't want to say that because yeah. that level of talent. Okay, let me put it this way: This is all I'm gonna say about him. Imagine if he got himself in shape and closed his mouth. Mm, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He would kind of be unbeatable. Yeah, because mm -hmm. there, there are many times when he's on the court where you can see that he's decided, oh, this point's over, I'm tired of it. And he will hit a shot that you can't believe. How do you have that timing? How do you, you're not even, you don't even look that strong. How are you hitting at that <laughs> level of pace? So right. imagine if he worked out and got his endurance level up and did pull the Agassi with Gil Reyes running mm -hmm. up the hills with a backpack full of bricks for the winter in Nevada. Imagine <laughs> what we would be, treated to and since i know he's not going to do that i'm mad and I, I, I just say go drink another bottle of wine leave me alone because it's not fair you know people who have that kind of talent and you don't use it people like us are like get out of here right, right. exactly that's god given and yes god given and you choosing to be like that okay <laughs> I'm, very nice very nice Isaac. Paul, I'm gonna switch it up on you. I'm gonna go to the commentator. I'm gonna go to the commentator route on you. Uh oh. Give us your thoughts about Mr. Jimmy Arias. <laughs> <laughs> He's well, you know. Oh wow. <laughs> I think he has a real chip on his shoulder because he's the forgotten American from that era. Yep. And so exactly. he likes to he likes to talk as if he won something. I'm like, but you ain't won nothing. <laughs> the only reason you here is because everybody else is busy. <laughs> you know, your claim to fame is getting your butt kicked by Jimmy Connors. Right. Right. Exactly. Embarrassingly, at a time, you know, you should have beat him. You're less than half his age, and just by sheer strength and energy you should have run you should have won that match so i don't think you know and, G, and i don't like the way he talks about the women right, right. i agree a hundred percent there yeah, especially because yep. on a good day even on a medium day serena could beat him <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my good paul you are our people because oh you, your your thoughts are exactly what isaac and i think <laughs> all of the time exactly um I think we found another uh, guest All host. Right. If exactly. we, uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to cancel if one of y'all is busy. I can just step in. That is not a lie. Right? Like a guest host on The View. <laughs> there you go. So I'm going to stick in kind of the commentary, we'll call it sports writer uh, type zone. Uh -huh. What are your thoughts on John Wertheim? I knew you were going there. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, he thinks he's telling it like it is. But I think Martina does that a lot better. 
and a lot more straightforward. I think that his his uh, his uh, mailbag is great when he's not mm-hmm. actually yes. speaking. Yes. When he's not actually speaking on television, he's great. He just doesn't have a TV uh, magnetism. Um, that's you know he's kind of like a room temperature glass of water on TV. <laughs> I, I've told my mom the exact same thing. I said I, I loved his writing, his, his, his magazine, his and all that. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he just it doesn't come through on on the TV. On the TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you, man. Like I said, we, we <laughs> well, we're, you we're, see, uh, you see the other sportscasters kind of clean it up, especially uh uh. uh What's my boy? Uh, Strawberry Blonde. He won two French and two U.S. Oh, it's Courier. Yeah. Courier is always kind of trying to, you know, worth time will say something and con- and uh, Courier will say, yeah, uh, you know, also the other way to look at it is this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jim, Jim is definitely doing this. We thing. are going to get Jim on this show. We, yes. That's we we like Jim. Yes. I love him. Love him. He's great. Absolutely. So, all right, Paul, we're going to jump back into the player arena. Give us your thoughts on FAA, Felix Ajay Aliassime. Uh, if they gave out three serves, he'd be doing great. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. If they let you have three serves, him and Coco would both be doing great. Um, <laughs> Shade. Shade. <laughs> but true. Uh, That's the truth. He he has great balance. Yes, he's uh, faster than I think even he knows because you know people like Hingis or um, even Federer to some extent they seemed faster than they were because they would just be where the ball is. It's their anticipation. They're watching the ball, but they have that computer mind where they're watching that stance, they know this player well, they do their homework, they know what you're going to do, they know what position they put you in so they know what your options are. If he can get that kind of tennis acuity and that kind of mental game, I don't know if he's smart enough. I, we, don't, we haven't seen enough of him or ha- heard him speak enough to know how he thinks of the game. Does he think of it like Tiafo, where he's just running around, ripping his shirt off and going, yo, 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 you know, or... <laughs> Or is he down there with the charts going, you know, uh, Raonic has a crazy good serve, but he always serves here when the score is this. Okay, I know what to expect. Is he doing that? Now, if he is, then he'll be even faster. He'll seem even... And if he can get that level of anticipation and speed, then he'll take a lot of pressure off himself. I think he can win a few slams. I think it's good, you know, for a lot of these players coming up, Casper Rude, all that, you never know who's going to slip in and take a few because this next crop of people is like, they're all like Nikolai Davidenko. They're all just like, you know. <laughs> yeah, they can slide up and, and, and get one. That's for sure. Yeah, and I yeah. think FAA just made a good move with this coaching with coach. chain. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, it, you you get, you can see he's starting to do some things that make a little sense in terms of growing Correct. in his career. See, I don't think he's there just like like you were saying about Francis. I think he's more than just being out in the court and being happy. He's going after some things, and I honestly feel like he will be a Grand Slam titleist for sure. I think so. I think he'll get a couple. I think it's. I think all the Canadians are pushing each other. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're pushing Milos out, but they're at least pushing each other. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> but, Everybody's getting pushed, but Milo's getting pushed the wrong way. But you know, he, I think he missed his chance. He was having such a hot fall. He should have won that U.S. Open. M- Milo's got pushed to the dinner table. It looks like. <laughs> he looked like. <through. laughs> <laughs> he, he, he said, dang, you know me real well. Right. <laughs> yep. So, Paul, for the very last one, we're going to do something special. All right. Wait a minute. Before the last one, you mean Isaac's not gonna make me talk about Rabakina? <laughs> let's let's get it. Let's, let's get it. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out when you're gonna give up on that. She's the Denara Safina of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. Okay. So, now uh, Rabakina, listen. She was she was on fire earlier this year. Yep. To me, COVID messed her up. Yeah. And I think if you give give her 2021, don't don't count her out just yet. Let's look at our 2021, and let's re- we're going to talk about this at the end of 2020, uh, 2021, Paul. We, we're going to talk Rubakina, about it. Rubakina, Safina, Hantakova, <laughs> same difference. <laughs> See, Rubakina was drinking whatever that wine guy on Monfils right, was drinking right. during quarantine. Right. 
out of the courts enough, but I, I still am gonna hold. I'm gonna give her one more year to okay. prove that she be on the squad. If she, okay. if, um, see, she might have to get cut though. Okay. It might because because she does because Muguruza Muguruthless as I like to call her <laughs> ain't gonna have it. Like Muguruthless ain't ready to be pushed away out the way by that girl because they got the same kind of build and the same kind of go for it with the kill shot. And but Garbina will feed you some garbanzo beans in a minute. Yes, she will. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know about Rabakina, but I'm gonna let you hold on to that, Isaac. You get one more year. <laughs> Give me one more year, Paul. Give me one more year. That is awesome. good. Okay. <laughs> now, once again, Paul, for this next one, you have the opportunity to select people from the tennis community, whether it's players, coaches, commentators, media. We want you to name your fantasy, your ideal bid with table. Who's your partner and who are you playing against? Oh, is it, is, is it ATP and then WTA or? It could be a mixture. And, and the assumption is that everybody knows how to play and their playing style is, is a part of their personality or whatever we know about them, so. Oh, well, <laughs> look, I'm playing with Serena. All right. Okay. All right. That's the point. Serena is me. Look, she's not going to. I'm playing with Serena. Now, who would I. So, you mean. So, you want me to play against a good team or play against people I know we could beat? Who Who do you want to beat? Okay. Oh, there I see. Go. Oh, I got you. I got you. Go. I'm putting Zverev is going to play behind me. Because <laughs> I'm getting in that. Ass. <laughs> And let me see. Um, I know, I know, I know y'all like him, but I want to beat Shapovalov. Okay, that's right. But listen, not because I don't like him, but if you say who do I want to beat, I think that if he has the resilience, but right now too many people are pumping him up. I want to, because y'all know how big this is. I want to beat him and, <laughs> and make him and make him learn. Like, oh, okay. I gotta, I gotta, okay. okay. I gotta go back. Because I ain't even sure what happened to him at the end of this year. It's some little fake injury. What happened? Or did he mentally just go, you know what, I can't, which is fine. He's mm -hmm. he's 20 years old, 21, whatever. But I think he's one who could come through and win a several Grand Slams. He could take yeah. the mantle. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. really could. He really could. But it's that mental game. So I'd want to beat him up at the business table a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Paul, I'm going to give you mine. Okay. So, my partner, without a doubt, would be Richard Williams. Oh, He's going to bring that old school, <laughs> trash talking, uh, pushing your bid. <laughs> yeah. Richard Williams would absolutely be my partner. Love it. And who we would be playing against is in front of me, would be Jimmy Connors. Oh, oh yes, yes. And get behind him, him. and playing behind me would be Tennis Sanders. <laughs> Yo, yes, get him, get him. And I would be driving them to Boston <laughs> all, all day, day, every day. Look, I'd be happy to drop them off in Philadelphia. I don't care if they're <laughs> six. We, you, you up, get up, get up. And, and, and for, for our listeners that don't know Bidwiss and don't know what we're talking about, there is your homework. Exactly. I Go mean, it's like, it. it's like if you play junior tennis, it's like the spades of, you know, Bidwiss is the pros and spades is junior tennis. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and, but see, see, now that you brought that up, I'm trying to be like, I want to play with Venus or Yvonne Lindell because I'm the shit yeah. talker. I'm right. a shit talker, so I'd want to play with, with that cool customer partner who sits there quietly, but they got everything I need. They just let me bid, and they they know they got they got me. Right. <laughs> like Venus is the best doubles partner to have. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah, and apparently, Lindo, Rajiv Ram is not. <laughs> oh, okay. apparently, Rajiv Ram is not. Oh, right. Apparently, because right. <laughs> oh, right. how's Jack Sock gonna win that thing with Bethany? Knee socks, whatever her name is. <laughs> Bethany Maddoxon. Although she's 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 a bad customer. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. no joke. Yeah, likes me right. Oh, but no but Venus was the best player on that court that day. That's yes, right. 
Yes, sir. Right. Absolutely. Don't get it twisted. And I, Rajiv, Rajiv oh. couldn't handle, he couldn't execute. He felt the pressure because he's actually got great hands. Yeah. See, if Bryce doesn't believe me in that. He always be looking at me sideways when I give him a little bit of credit. Because but he, he wins just, when it don't matter. Well, and that's right. What, well, that's the problem, <laughs> though. He's, he plays well, but when it, pressure time comes, he just he he folds. And that's what he definitely did in that Olympics uh, gold medal match because Venus yeah. played some great tennis. But And, and yes. so the, the ladies were on point. Yep. The yep. ladies were on point. And Jack did what Jack does. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Anyway, you know, his serve, his serve was useful. Jack's serve was useful, but Rajiv didn't have that weapon, right? To be right. useful, um, I'm really looking for Asian Muhammad to find the right partner. I like Jesse Pagula. I think they they I think they match up well because Mama Townsend apparently <laughs> decided that <laughs> you wrong for that. <laughs> Mama Townsend has apparently decided. That she's trying to be like Serena, but she's missing twenty-three Grand Slams <laughs> <laughs> and thirteen in doubles or whatever that she got. Fourteen, right? Right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I was thinking about Serena and those other mothers. What you thinking about? That ain't your life. <laughs> you're gonna be using the EBT card for them diapers. You don't. You don't have nothing. <laughs> Paul, you're wrong. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know that I don't know that I've ever laughed this much in an interview in my entire life. Paul, life choices, y'all. Life choices. <laughs> I am loving you, my brother. Loving you. Paul, oh, uh, let's okay, so let's think about 2021. Hopefully we're gonna have a full season. It will yeah. still be, of course, very, you know, COVID-based, so there may not be any fans on the tournaments. Right. Looks as though they're gonna hold them. So what I want you to do is kind of give us your prediction on 2021. Who do you think is going to style out? Who do you think going to fizzle out? Who do you think is going to capture some Grand Slams or a Grand Slam? And the Olympics, of course. Who do you think is going to get up in the Olympics and get that gold, man? Well, you know who I think is going to really show out because their their big coming out year happened during COVID. So I think they have been playing with this sense of the crowd doesn't is not a factor. And I think for any player where the crowd wasn't a factor before, it's a good thing anyway. I think, and congratulations to this player who just won their first tournament, Yannick Center. Watch out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Because he only has upside because he's not in great shape. True. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's. I mean, I mean, he's 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 in great shape, but you know, he's not strong. He hasn't he hasn't had that moment. You know, you know, all these male players, they have that moment where they come back from the off season and you're like, dang. <laughs> You know, he hasn't, he hasn't had that yet. So when he right. has that and that forehand is working and that, that first serve hits mm -hmm. hard, but it also dips and it hits halfway to the service. I don't know. How does he get that angle? Right. Man. So I think watch out for him and he's good on all surfaces. And yes, he is. Um, all the Italians, I think the Italians as a sort of playing block, might do well at the Olympics. I think they're all pushing each other. I know some of them are like, yeah, you ain't really going to do nothing. You just <laughs> had a good year. But one or two of them, like that Lorenzo dude, he 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 has fire in his blood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. And so anything can happen with him. Uh, I think Medvedev is, I think I'm looking at him for the Olympics. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. Something okay. about that format, something about not having the pressure of a grand slam, and he's really just going to swing freely. And, and, think, and something that people don't think about remember the Russians that are playing are playing independent because Russia can't play in the Olympics. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they're playing as independents. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. Okay. So that, that lifts up my. Uh, prediction. I think, I don't know if I predict this, but I hope and pray to my altar that Sverev loses every match next season. <laughs> I'm right there with you. And I think, sadly, Wawrinka might be on his uh, curtain call. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Because yeah. he got back in shape. But, you know, one thing about Stan was his mental power. And the fact that he mentally left a few times you know, you know, the, the, one of the most famous things besides his backhand is when he makes that great point under pressure and points to his head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he really thinks out there. And I feel like he's just, maybe he's tired, you know. 
Right. Uh, I would look for Borna Chorich to shore up some of the good strides he made and see if he can pull a little Chrissy Everett, because that's all he does is push both sides. But he's, <laughs> but he's out there. That's right. You know, he stopped hitting that forehand long, so if he can stay in there long enough, he's in great shape and he can wear people down. Uh, the Americans ain't doing nothing. <laughs> what? You mean, you mean none of them? <laughs> I can't. I, none of the men. Right, right, right. Um, I think that, uh, did Coco, did she, is she at Moritoglu? Is she at the academy? Is that where she's training? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know that they mentioned that. So, okay. yeah, I'm not sure where she's at. Because they might have opened a new academy called Second Serves R Us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she needs to go there. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't disagree with you on that, brother. <laughs> she needs to go to second serves on us because once she does that, she's golden. Yes, yes. Um, I think Vika will continue this little streak she was on. I mm -hmm. because it feels good to her now, and uh, <laughs> she, she ain't got not, she got her problems worked out with the kid, and she feels like she's having a second career. I'm interested in what Ash Barty will do. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. kind of, you, you kind of forget about her. Kind of forget because she ain't right. right. That's um, right. But but frankly, I think that uh, you guys are right that it's Osaka's year to have. Maybe Bianca's going to surprise us because we I saw her looking pretty in shape and hitting the ball again. So we'll see. But like you know, players like Sabalinka, they're going to fall away. They don't. They ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How you going to bust on Sabalinka like that, Paul? I mean, she's like uh, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want, I want to see what Ega's gonna do. I think she could actually, yeah. yeah. I think she could follow it up well. We'll see. Yeah, I, I yes. Is Osaka gonna show up at the Olympics? Yeah, yeah. Is Roger? Does Roger have one more in him? Mm. Yeah, one more Grand Slam or one more Olympics? Uh, Grand Slam. Yeah, because the only. <sighs> You know, unless he runs into like a red hot Rublev, uh, too many of these players are still nervous. They don't have the ice in their veins. They don't have the, you know, Rublev though, watch out. He don't care. Today, I, <laughs> that's why I was so surprised today. You know, um, but as long as Roger and Rafa got a racket in their hand, the rest of y'all <laughs> can just sit down. Right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, what surprises have we had? Who done snuck through? And look what happened with Marian Chilich snuck through, and look what happened. He what is his rank? Fifty something. He out there, you know, on his break between matches, he's working in the commissary serving food. <laughs> you know, he ain't making no money. It's actually some of these like Casper Ruds or Christian Garens, those type yeah. that could sort of get it together and have a special run. They're not gonna sit at the top like Rublev or Medvedev or Sitsipas might. But those those clowns aren't really, you know. I'm I'm thinking it's those Casper Ruud or Bornatory. One of them is the one that's going to sneak up and have the run of their life. Because well, people like Sitsipas, they mental, they're 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 head cases. Right. Yeah. Is Andy Murray done? Yeah. 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 Which makes me sad. Hey, yep. Yeah, same here. Same here, Paul. I'm a, I'm uh, a fan of Andy. I like his game and I like his citizenship and I like uh, yeah. how he, you know, he raised by a great mom who kept it front of his head that women are equal and he has been a great spokesperson for that. So I will miss that. And I don't see that spot being filled by the joke COVID, COVID, uh, Vasek Pospisil, we finna start our own league and we ain't even going right. to like, what are y'all clowns doing? Right. 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 What, 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 what's the problem here? You play a sport, you make a lot of money. What's the problem here that you have to go and do that? Is nerve and all them types. Like, what? Are you, get out of here. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, Paul, this, like Isaac said, I don't think we have ever laughed this much in an interview before. And you think... You think we plan? Let yeah. let me be out of town or something, Absolutely. and I can't record. Uh, <laughs> call me up. Call me up. Like, we didn't even talk about we didn't even talk about Mupova, who's my dark horse next year. Oh, oh yeah, uh, okay. Okay. okay, yeah. 
I like that transition game. I like her tennis IQ. I think she's got to get tougher. Yeah. Um, even though it was first round and Venus is on the waning days, that victory over Venus in the U.S. Open, just kind of, you could see her say, huh. And I think her hamstring acted up the rest of the way. But see, to me, some of those injuries happen when, when, you're, when you're nervous, muscles tighten. Some of them injuries, people come out wrapped up looking like they in a war. I'm like, you, 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 you are nervous. So you're cramping before you even came on the court. Oh, you did, you, you do make me think of something. So is 2021 it for Venus Williams? <sighs> Only if she wants it to be, because my goodness, she, she trying to be, uh, what's her, what's that Japanese player uh, who came back? <laughs> Oh, uh, Kamiko Date. She's trying to be Kamiko Date without the break. <laughs> <laughs> and I am at, you know, if she had a trickier game, she could stay. But, you know, her game is so similar to what, you know, she's created these girls. You know, she's given right. birth to these girls. So right. I don't know that she can hang out there. But, hey, if Venus in my dreams, her and Serena are talking right now saying, let's, let's, Let's get in the gym and come out in January and smoke these girls. <laughs> right, right. Because they are still black women. And if they put that time in the gym hardcore, they look, look, it I, wouldn't even be a thing. I agree with you. I, I It'd feel be so intimidating. They come out looking like Maria Sakari. They'd be like, ah, you know. <laughs> I know, right? You know, that's um, that. You know, I'm looking at Ange Jabour. If she got in shape, yeah. wow. Yeah, uh, she she's kind of like got that Roger Federer type game, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, Angelique Kerber out. Jim Brady. <laughs> Jim Brady could do something. I think so. Bryce 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 wants her to prove a little bit more. Um, yeah, I just she's been, you know, she's been like she'll do really well in a tournament, then she loses in the first round. Yeah, she does yeah. really well in the first round. I need to see her compete a little more consistently across the top player. Yeah. And it's hard to judge that this year. Right. Because everything's right. been so crazy. So next year, if she really had just a solid year, you know, I'll jump on the bandwagon. But, you know, I'm not buying no Jim Brady t-shirt shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Right now, she's like the Kiki Burton's kind of vibe, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, what about Danielle Collins, y'all? Karen, as I like to call her. Karen, you know what? <laughs> no, that for, I don't know why, Paul, but Daniel Collins, I like Daniel Collins because I know you she's do. crazy, <laughs> and I like crazy. I just, I, for whatever reason, there's just something special to me about the crazy ones, and Daniel Collins is right up in there with me. So, will she have a great year next year? I don't think that she will. I mean, I think that she will continue doing what she's doing, which is right. be right around the top 20, mm -hmm, kind of stay right, right there. She's right. gonna make trouble for the top players because, like I said, she likes a fight. And she crazy. Right. So when she comes up with and she'll have a great result that exactly. you want to be. Yeah, she'll have and, some awesome result. And Paul, I would think you would like her because isn't she very dismissive of the ball? <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> but she but she, like you said, but she's crazy too. You know, she'd be yelling up at her boyfriend, get out the seat, get out the stadium, get out get the stadium. Out. Like, get what out. What you doing? <laughs> Stay focused. If you take that energy and focus, you you know. Yeah, when yeah. it went down six love to Sophia Crazy, I mean Kenna. I mean, you know she's out there creeping out of the, the daggone right. World Team tennis WGT, bubble. Right? <laughs> I mean, come right. on now, you and Sophia Kenna are just the same level of crazy that I, I don't, I can't. What you you don't believe Sophia Kenna is the savior of American tennis like everybody else? Oh my. Sophia Kenna can't even keep her skirt up. She keeps pulling it up <laughs> over her belly. But like, what are you doing? <laughs> Buy something that fits. It's not that hard. <laughs> you can't even get dressed. So, man, I'm not feeling her. I'm not feeling her. I'm trying to figure out who that American is that's going to... I mean, yeah, y'all are right. Jim Brady needs to... She needs to solidify herself in yeah, that right. top echelon and have consistent quarterfinal results. Right, right. Um, and, so, and let's not forget Simona Halep ain't nobody's fool. So she's... That's true. Don't trip. Don't don't sleep on she's Simone. Not, she's in her prime. She ain't going anywhere anytime soon. And uh, she's got two or three Grand Slams. Two? Uh, two. Two, right. And and your girl Pushkova, uh, to pull from your play, uh, she missed her shot. <laughs> Bye, Pushkova. 
Yeah, yeah. At this point, I can't even tell Carolina from Christina. It don't even matter. <laughs> I don't, you know, bye. <laughs> make it. You didn't make it. She don't, she knows. She, look, she walks out there with the racket in her left hand, hoping people think she's her sister. <laughs> See? That's over. You know, that's over. That's, that's, because ain't nobody scared of her now. No, right. they're not. Right. You're right. Not at all. Yeah. So, well, look, we're going to wrap this up because we will be here for two hours uh, going through this. And I know our listeners are probably are in stitches right now. <laughs> but, Paul, we can't thank you enough for coming on. And, and you know, actually, we're going to make we're going to make plans for the next time that you come on, because this we're just going to call this part one. Yes. Yes. This is <laughs> I would love one. that. You know what I would love? Just give me one day like during the Grand Slams, if it's like the midweek check in or. Uh -huh. I would love to talk to you guys during a Grand Slam because that's the fun part. We're going to make that happen. We will definitely. We are yeah, going to yeah. absolutely make that happen. Our producer's on, so he, he hears it. And, you know, <laughs> Chet, make it happen. Uh, Thanks, Chet. <laughs> <laughs> so, to our listeners, we really hope that you've enjoyed this episode today. I mean, obviously, Isaac and I have had a blast. Uh, and we're going to continue to bring you new and exciting interviews because. Tennis is over, basically, after this week, so yeah. we won't have anything live to talk about until the start of the year again, but Isaac, any final words you have for today? No, no, just the listeners, we just thank you as always, appreciate you listening, and just hope that you've enjoyed the, I guess, condensed uh, 2020 calendar year, and yeah, let's get hyped for 2021, because we're going to be bringing it to you on Brothers on Tennis, so... Definitely stay tuned. How about you, Bryce? Yes, and uh, next week we'll be back to talk about the results from the year-ending championships. Um, so uh, hopefully somebody other than Zerv or Djokovic wins. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll be very excited to talk about that. So once again, thank you to Mr. Paul Stovall. And this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone, take care, and we'll talk to you next week.